Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. All right, wonderful. You may be seated. We have an exciting evening planned for you tonight. Looking forward to the interaction we're going to have with the Robinson family, missionaries to Africa, Zambia, Africa. We're looking forward to that. They'll be getting prepared for that in just a, a moment here. But uh, good evening. Good to see each and every one of you tonight. You know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many of you are glad that you are saved tonight? Wonderful. I'm glad to be saved. And you know what? That doesn't change tomorrow. And we stay saved, once saved, always saved, forever saved. And uh, thank the Lord for heaven. We're looking forward to a great evening tonight. I'm going to ask the Robinsons and Brother McDonald is going to help us with the Q&A to go in and prepare themselves. And uh, we'll look forward to getting into some questions and answers with them. And let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time, can we? Lord, I thank you for the missionaries that we have privilege to have tonight. The Robinsons, I thank you for their dedication and their willingness to serve you. Thank you for even the message we heard this morning from him during Sunday school. And Lord, how he ministered to the children and children's ministry, him and his wife. Lord, I thank you now that we get to be a part of this and uh, hear some answers about the questions uh, of their country and their life. And Lord, I thank you that we can just learn more about them. I pray that we will uh, be able to learn more about them so that we'll pray better for them. We ask you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Brother Tyler and everybody. This is uh, something we really uh, enjoy doing. And I tell you what, it's a highlight. I was talking to Caleb this morning and uh, just about the different things that they have to go through, uh, and I hate to put it that way, but just to get to the field. And one of the big benefits that we get to experience is to kind of have a personal uh, in touch. So I really appreciate you guys preparing, and we know that uh, life on the road is not easy. Uh, so we are here to uh, help you have the, the best time possible, but it's also great uh, when we really get a personal time. Uh, so that's what we're looking forward to. So thanks for doing this. Um, so, and it's great, you have already been to Zambia. So Caleb and, and, and Abby too, can you tell us, because everyone wants to know the cultural differences, right? We can see things right away that are just, we know it's different, but having an insider's view already, maybe pick out one or two things that really kind of stand out or uh, that you would think people would want to know, um, and then maybe how you've adapted, because you've been there. Uh, so take us through that journey a little bit. Okay, so one major thing for me is, um, even though Zambia has English as a trade language, um, it's not English as in American English, it's uh, British English. So there's a lot of words that are used in ways that as an American, we don't get, we don't get the phraseology, <laughs> There's, it doesn't make sense to us, so you have to constantly think of it from a different aspect. So, so, so I have to ask this, like if you talk in a British accent, do they understand you better? Yeah, they actually do, yes. Um, they think that with our American accent, it's hard to understand, so yes, um, it's true. So that's one thing for me. Um, I'll tell a story about the time that we went there, my first time, and... Um, we were, there was a conference of all these churches that had gotten together. So there was a big conference in one of the villages. 
And all the ladies were cooking the meal over the fire. They cook in a big pot outside over a fire. And there was a two-year-old girl that was over there and she was playing as her moms were cooking. And she was chewing on something and the missionary's wife was like, did you see what she's eating? I said, no, and she's like, get closer and look. And it was a tiny, like a young chicken with all the feathers plucked out, but it was raw. And she was just chewing away on that. So it's their culture there is they have no concept of germs or anything like that. So. <laughs> wow. All right. So let's, let's hold that thought because you're jumping right into the next question. People want to know about food, and I'm a little scared so far. But may, maybe, maybe it gets better from here. Um, like food-wise, again, I know, Caleb, you said you like to you enjoy food and prep. So that's, that's interesting. I know some of my, uh, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law really enjoy prep, and it, 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 we get the benefit of that, right? Because uh, they enjoy good food and they share it with us. So tell us about, I guess, in, in, in that, the culture um, is, is there things that you do like? Is it a little scary? I, I, like, are you going to be bringing some American things, or is it just, no, we're full in, and you've got to adapt to what they're eating? Uh, so, number one, the, even from the grocery store aspect, we wouldn't buy very many American goods. Now, we can cook somewhat of an American meal if you buy the key ingredients, but for the most part, it's going to be more British, actually, if anything. Um, and then uh, on top of that, yeah, food, they, they eat the same general meals. Some of their food's really good, flavor-wise. They do a really good job. They cook almost everything twice as long as they need to make, to make sure most germs are killed. So sometimes the chicken can be just a little bit drier than <laughs> it's been cooked and they cooked again. Um, but uh, for the most part, food's not bad. The biggest thing that you have to worry about in when it comes to the preparation meal time is water um so you definitely pray <laughs> you definitely pray over the water aspect because <laughs> you don't know where they got it from saying you don't want to know most of the time a lot of time they don't have in parts of zambia like some of the parts that i was at they don't have real access to good fresh water so it's just water that's in streams well it's also the same water that somebody went to the bathroom in upstream but it's also the same water that all the animals use and it's the same water that they wash all their clothes in uh so it's you know yes water flows i get that but it's still not the cleanest so a lot of people get sick because of that there's a lot of dysentery and giardia and stuff like that gotcha so that will maybe we'll come back to that later but that's that's good to know again just what you know typical kind of uh life is um and I, taking that a step further, so for you and your family when you get over there, um, you know, I don't know that you'll know exactly, but kind of take us through a typical day. Like, what would that, that look like, even if it's different things during different days, but what would that look like, um, you know, for you and the family uh, going through a regular day? Okay, so currently what we're looking at doing schedule-wise, because uh, we're working with a veteran missionary that's been there for a while, Mondays would be kind of a, an, an off day for us a little bit, kind of take it easy, stay at home, work on projects at the house, um, just doing that kind of stuff, and, and maybe running to town, taking care of stuff in town. Tuesday would be um, more of our town ministry side of things, because uh, we have two different ministries. We have a city ministry and a town ministry, uh, or a city ministry and a village ministry. So that would be more like on Tuesday doing discipleships with people in the community, guys that are in our church or ladies that are in the church, um, Bible studies, things like that. That'll happen more so on Tuesdays, Lord willing. Um, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are village days. So we go to the village every, all day pretty much. My wife wouldn't go with me all the time because she'll have the kids and be doing homeschooling. 
Um, but I would spend most of my day actually out in the village all day. And uh, so that, that entails Bible, Bible studies, discipleship programs. And it's Bible studies in some of the villages that we're getting ready to start churches in. There's six other churches that we have, or six other villages that we have opportunities to start churches in. And so we're going to be working with national pastors and getting those started in church plants. So that'll be that. And then Saturday, working around town, getting stuff ready. And then Sunday, village and city. So Great. No, that, that's good stuff. So that's because part of the question was like how d- strategy-wise, what would you be d- doing for discipleship and the national pastors? You kind of explained that mm-hmm. um, a little bit there. And do the people have a, a Bible in their language? So is that something that is there? Yes, they do. And they actually, uh, in Chichewa, they have just released a new Bible that is, uh, it's only the New Testament currently, like Psalms and Proverbs, um, but it is a far better translation than they've had up to date. And uh, so we actually, Bearing Precious Seeds is printing us copies right now. Wow. So, cool. yeah, they're doing that, and we'll have all those, the New Testaments to take with us, and then John and Romans. Wow, that's so, really that's yeah. really neat. Again, knowing and being a part of that ministry, it's it's neat to hear that again. You guys are getting the benefit of that yeah. going over. So, uh, great stuff. Um, a little more personal question too, and I know a great testimony this morning. Really appreciate you sharing what God's done, and uh, maybe for the people that weren't here, uh, you could recap a little. But just in a general sense, and even over the past uh, couple years, how has God prepared you for what you perceive? that you're going to do. Okay. You know, you, any, anything up from, I know you talked about how, when God called you, but even more recently, how has he prepared you and kind of brought you along with that? Okay, all right. Um, so for me, I, growing, I grew up in a Christian home, um, and that was a good experience, obviously, uh, but I also grew up in a family where uh, we provided a lot of things for ourselves. So we farm, we had our own farm, stuff like that. So a lot of, uh, I don't want to say common sense things, but uh, just practical living aspects. And then I learned how to do basic mechanics. I work construction, so I'm an electrician by trade. So I got to do a lot of those things that are all now going to become key. They have developed over the years to now they're really going to be key for surviving in Africa and not struggling. Um, just because everything isn't convenient to get to. You may have to work on your own vehicle. You're going to probably have to do a lot of your own work on your own house. We're going to have to, you know, be a little bit more down to earth and, you know, actually butchering our own meat in order to get good quality products. Um, And then I also farm so I can grow stuff and we don't always have to buy it all the time. So there's things like that that God has helped in that aspect. But then over the last couple of years, as you said, you know, um, I had surrendered to go to Zambia. And then over the last couple of years, God has put different tests into my life that just confirmed his will. Um, Part of it was because I was like Gideon. And, you know, when you're in life, how many of you guys, when you have a question, God wants us to do something, and we throw out that fleece all the time? (laughs) We're like, God, do you really want me here? Like, really? (laughs) Do you really? And uh, I have a a really long story. We won't go into it right now because it's it's too long. Uh, But I'll, I'll, I'll cap it. I got arrested in Zambia, but I was cleared of all charges, and I'm free and clear to go to the country, and I already have my paperwork to go back. But in that, God was working in my heart because I kept saying, Lord, you really want me here. Well, that, if none of that had actually happened like it was supposed to happen, I would never be able to go back in the country ever again. And uh, God took care of some serious things that happened there. It was not my fault. I was free and innocent. Um, I was framed. <laughs> so, just, <laughs> that's everybody's cry, right? 
I really was framed. And so it was one of those things. So I'm good. But, uh, but it was one of those things that when that happened, I really questioned whether God wanted us there. Because it, and then COVID hit, and we're in the middle of deputation. We had just started. We're like just getting underway. And then we lose all our meetings. Churches aren't having meetings. We're not scheduling any new meetings. And it's a real question. And, and so what God used in my heart was... Uh, be still and know that I am God. And I have to take a step back and say, you know what? I know God called me there. And if he wants me there, he'll get me there in his time. And sometimes I, as, as an individual, and it's my family's personality trait, and it's a problem, is we are, we are impatient all the time. We always want an answer now, right away. And so for me, I'm like, well, that means it's over, you know, and it's like, no, God's like, why don't you just chill out and watch my plan for your life? And it was good for me because actually during that, that COVID time actually opened up the ministry opportunity that we're moving into when we go over there. And he opened the door that I didn't see open at the time. Yeah. And so it changed my perspective. So that's amazing. Yeah. That, that's the, that's awesome to hear that again, I, we think we've got it figured out almost. And then, right, God changes the game, and, and we have to trust him and really pay attention to what he's doing. So, yeah, that's great stuff. I, I guess one more thing for Abby, and again, we talked about just a little bit. Um, will you guys have a house? Kind of talk about homekeeping or just, like, maybe some differences there. I guess, you know, Caleb's already said, you know, you might be out back raising, butchering chickens and things. I don't know. That's, that's a little different than, than life here in Wawa. But, um, yeah, t- tell us a little bit about what you think you're getting into. We will have a house in the city. Um, It's not like an American house, but it will have walls and a ceiling, and it won't be a grass roof. So (laughs) one of the things we really have to prepare for there is um, safety from the outside elements. They have a lot of poisonous snakes there, um, different creatures and things. So our main thing is to have a sealed house. We just need to make sure that it doesn't have a bunch of holes and things in it. So as long as it's like that, then we're happy with any house that's um, sealed up. So obviously you have to cook most things from scratch, so we're preparing for that. Um, There is a grocery store in the city, so we'll be able to do that without going too far. And we'll get things from the market and things like that too. Really good fresh strawberries that you get from the market. It's great. Oh, yeah, phenomenal. They actually come from Malawi. Yeah. Nice. That's good to hear. I mean, that's, that's nice to find the little things that kind of can make your day. So uh, wrapping it up here, guys, um, I guess you just alluded to things like that. And so I say, you know, not, you know, I hate, not just the spiritual, not just the day. Like, tell us um, what challenges you still, you know, kind of foresee coming and how we can pray for you and maybe even provide for you in them. Um, and obviously that's why we keep in touch, right? We want to know what's going on. Um, but I think, again, we're trying to connect here. So, you know, what do you foresee and how can we pray for you guys as you uh, get ready to go? And tell us, just touch on that too, when you expect to, to get over there, Caleb. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we have our tickets booked already for February. So we're moving over then. And uh, so thank God we got that all done. We actually got our tickets before our percentage jumped and then our percentage jumped. So. We already have our tickets booked, so we're just going to go with it for at this point. Um, missionary we're going to work with is already going to be there at that time. He's still in the States right now, so it's coinciding our trips back. Um, but, yeah, one of the challenges one of the challenges is really 
just to finish out deputation with the kids, it is difficult for them. Um, it can be exhausting. They get, they get wore out. I mean, most of you that are parents here tonight, you know how it is with little kids. They don't necessarily enjoy riding in a car hours at a time. And uh, like we have some very busy weeks coming up ahead. So pray for that. Pray that our sanity, <laughs> pray for the kids' sanity. Uh, uh, pray for our sanity. <laughs> um, that's one thing for sure. And then just pray for easy transition. We're still working on shipping items over. So I have been in contact with some customs agents over there. There's a, it's a process in regards to doing it. So this was a good thing, but now it's now not so much of a good thing. What happened was last year during COVID, because of all the rules, I went ahead and got my work permit last year. And I got my paperwork processed in two weeks, which is a huge answer to prayer. I know missionaries that took them over six months to get their paperwork to get into Zambia, if not longer. And uh, God really opened the door and just took care of it. But what happened was I didn't realize that as soon as I filed that and got it, it relinquished all my rights to get my first container duty free after six months. And so now we're like, we're scrambling because uh, it's already too late. So now we're like, we, we will have to pay a bunch of tariffs if I take certain things in. So we're trying to readjust because um, we already have the Bibles and the tracks going over there. So now I'm trying to, I'm trying to adjust on those things. So pray that God gives us wisdom, what we need to take. If we take a container, that God would get it through customs. We don't have to pay a huge amount of tariffs. But, I mean, when we, we've talked to a couple different people. We've heard con conflicting stories. And they're saying we're going to have to pay, like, 40% on used, 40% tax on used items, which is a little ridiculous. So I'm like, no, we could save all that money and just buy it in the country. I mean, it's not the same, but, and it would take a lot longer. It'd be nice just to ship our stuff over. Uh, but just pray. God gives us wisdom. Nope, that's that. good stuff. So, all right, anything else there as we wrap up here that you guys wanted to kind of share or, or anything like that? You've, you've covered it pretty good, so. Okay, yeah. uh, I think we're good. Good. All right, guys, why don't you give them a hand? Thanks for the uh, great answers. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.